Hello and welcome to the Self-Verve Podcast where we talk about mental health issues and ways to naturally feel better. I'm your host Lisa and I hope this podcast finds you well. Keep in mind I am not a doctor or physician and the information in this podcast is for educational purposes only. The information in this podcast should not take the place of any medical advice. With that being said, let's get to the show. Hello. In this episode, I'll be talking about five types of anxiety and their symptoms. Worrying from time to time is part of the human experience. Oftentimes, we tend to worry about personal experiences. Did the kids get to school on time? Oh no, what is my brother-in-law's name? Things of that manner. But sometimes, for some people, worrying begins to take on a life of its own. It tends to slowly consume parts of you that are in charge of your happiness. Sometimes, it can even cause physical symptoms. These fears have now become anxiety. Anxiety, by definition, refers to specific psychiatric disorders that involve extreme fear or worry. There are several types of anxiety, but we will only talk about a few of them in this episode. Keep in mind, I am not a doctor and I do not claim to be. If you feel you have experienced any of these symptoms, it may be a good idea to seek professional help. The first type of anxiety we will be discussing is generalized anxiety disorder. Generalized Anxiety Disorder, also known as GAD, is a disorder characterized by chronic anxiety. People experiencing GAD have six months or more of chronic exaggerated worry and tension. This tension and chronic worry are more severe than your average anxiety. Most of the time, they worry about your average day things such as money, health, family, work, or school. But their worrying goes to the next degree. Sometimes there may not even be a sign of trouble and they still worry. People who who experience GAD are unable to relax and oftentimes suffer from insomnia and can also suffer from physical symptoms as well. These physical symptoms can include feeling restless, wound up or on edge, being easily fatigued, having difficulty concentrating, mind going blank, being irritable, having muscle tension, difficulty controlling feelings of worry, having sleeping problems such as difficulty falling asleep, staying asleep, restlessness, or unsatisfying sleep. There are said to be treatments for the disorder, but we will not discuss that in this episode. If you feel as though you are experiencing any of these symptoms or feel as though this disorder pertains to you, it would be advisable to speak to a professional. The second type of anxiety is panic disorder. Panic disorder occurs when unexpected and repeated episodes of fear occur, also known as panic attacks. These attacks come quickly and reach their peak within minutes. People with panic disorder often worry about when the next attack is going to occur. These attacks are oftentimes caused by triggers, including a a feared object or situation. In other words, if people with panic disorder come into contact with an object or a situation that they fear, whatever the object or situation may be, most likely they will have an onset of symptoms leading to a panic attack. These symptoms could include heart palpitations, a pounding heartbeat or accelerated heart rate, sweating, trembling or shaking, sensations of shortness of breath, smothering or choking, feelings of impeding doom, and feelings of of being out of control. People experiencing panic disorders oftentimes spend a good portion of their day trying to avoid triggers to avoid having these attacks. They tend to avoid any and all objects, places, situations, and behaviors that could trigger their next attack. 
Once again, there are said to be treatments for this order, disorder, but we will not discuss them in this episode. On that note, let's take a short break. The third type of anxiety is separation anxiety disorder. Sufferers from separation anxiety disorder have extreme fears of being parted from people or things that they are attached to. When they are separated from their attachment, they feel as though some type of harm may happen to them. This anxiety leads to the person with separation anxiety disorder to not part away from their attachment and they avoid being alone. Being alone can cause the sufferer to be sad, withdrawn, and have difficulty concentrating. Oftentimes, sufferers may have nightmares of being separated from their attachment figures. The simple thought of being separated from their attachment can cause an onset of symptoms. Some symptoms could be physical and can include nausea, headache, sore throat, stomach ache, unusual distress about being separated from their attachment figure, person, or pet. Excessive worry about their attachment figure, if the attachment figure will be harmed if they leave them alone, and a heightened fear and worry of being alone. The fourth anxiety disorder that we will be discussing is obsessive compulsive disorder, also known as OCD. Obsessive compulsive disorder is a common chronic and long-lasting disorder that affects many people. People experiencing OCD have uncontrollable reoccurring thoughts called obsessions and behaviors called compulsions that they feel the need or urge to repeat over and over again. These obsessions and compulsions severely interfere with daily life and daily activities because they are persistent and oftentimes unwanted. The behaviors are often rigid and if not completed can cause a great deal of distress. Some OCD behaviors include fear of contamination, fear of harming others, fear of harming themselves, repulsive thoughts, depression and or anxiety, eating disorders, hoarding, counting and arranging, tapping, perfection, and a lot more. The last anxiety disorder that we will be talking about is one that I can relate directly to, which is social anxiety. Social anxiety is where one has a general intense fear or anxiety towards social or performance situations. Sufferers are afraid of being judged by others while in a social or public situation. They have a fear that people will negatively react towards their behavior or being criticized leading to embarrassment or humility. People who suffer from social anxiety will avoid being in social environments or being in crowds altogether. Symptoms can occur in only one situation or a few situations, including public speaking, drinking, or eating in front of people, meeting new people, attending meetings, parties and concerts and many more. These symptoms can include fear of situations in which you may be judged, worrying about embarrassment or humiliating yourself, intense fear of interacting or talking with strangers, fear that others will notice that you look anxious, fear of physical symptoms that may cause your embarrassment such as blushing, sweating, trembling, or having a shaky voice, avoiding doing things or speaking to people out of fear of embarrassment, avoiding situations where you might be the center of attention, having anxiety in anticipation of a feared activity or event, enduring a social situation with intense fear or anxiety, spending time after a social situation, analyzing your performance and identifying flaws in your interactions, expecting the worst possible consequences from a negative experience, 
during a social situation. So here's my personal experience with dealing with anxiety. For me, I get a high level of anxiety when I'm in a large group or crowds. I think it's more or less that the fact that I can't move around that I need to or that someone else is in my personal space. Ironically enough, I enjoy being the center of attention, but only when I'm on stage or giving a presentation away from everyone else. Because of this disorder, it has stopped me from going to concerts or even shopping at times when I see there are too many people in the store, no matter how bad I may need an item. I also feel nervous when talking to new people or strangers. I oftentimes find it very hard to make eye contact when trying to spark up small conversations, which I absolutely suck at. I notice I start to sweat and the thought of someone looking at me while I have these symptoms make me feel embarrassed. I tend to avoid these situations altogether. So in the end, we all have some type of anxiety. Some just have more or less than others. There are ways to deal with our anxiety without having to seek medical help and prescription drugs. But it is always a good idea if you think that something is severely wrong or maybe out of your hands to seek professional help. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. I hope you all have enjoyed this episode of the Self-Birth Podcast. Just know you are not alone when dealing with anxiety. In later shows, we will be discussing different natural ways to combat and offset the symptoms of anxiety, so be sure to stay tuned for those podcasts. Keep in mind, not every way will be perfect for everyone, but I will try to give you a broad spectrum so that you can find yours. If you have any questions or want to share your experience, be sure to contact me at selfverb.com. Until next time, peace.